Hello, this is Richard Wilson at the Family Office Club, and today we're doing an investor mandate interview, and have, we have with us today Sheila. Welcome, Sheila. Thank you. Sheila, I know you've uh, spoken at a few of our uh, events before within the club, but um, can you explain what type of an investor you are? Sure. So I would say I'm a global private equity investor. And so to give you a little background on that, so... I currently have a global private equity mandate and uh, the structure that I have in place is one of a very robust design and it includes critical elements of a fund structure, a balance team who can execute for financial and impact returns. I have substantial deal flow in a pipeline that indicates the ability to find really good deals and then deploy the capital. And then I think most importantly, thoughtful consideration of the details, including terms, drivers of return, and opportunities that add value. Sure. And um, what geographies or what, what locations are your favorite right now to invest in? And what would be the number one type of investment opportunity? Like, is it in um, a certain sector or a certain industry or a niche opportunity? Sure. So what I focus, um, there's three areas of the world. I focus in the United States, in the UK, and also in the Middle East. And so what I look at are really, here are my, my picks for investment. AI, because I think AI is going to be the next new internet. Um, but I go a little bit differently because I always buy assets. So um, I do alternative investments. And the number one that I have uh, focused on is whiskey, if you can believe it, because it always increases in value. And so after a three-year period, you can sell it, or if you hold on to it for 30 years, which it's a little hard to do, but it can be done, um, you have almost a priceless asset. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. very desirable. And then old masters in art, that's what I Interesting. Yeah, I've heard of art investors. Most people I know who invest in whiskey see it as a short-term investment for that evening or the next month, perhaps, <laughs> uh, more so than the long term. But yeah, we're always looking for unique ideas here. And I have seen many presentations on art that show that if you do a decently wise approach to investing in art across different artists and different time periods that, you know, all in all, you know, some investors have done surprisingly well over the long term you know, holding art, there's just special security considerations, valuation, making sure you're not buying a fake piece, of course, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But um, those are both interesting areas that other investors to date have not really, not really brought up here on the interview. So I appreciate you bringing those ideas up. Um, And I think that the more the investment world evolves and the more that family offices emerge and get formalized, the more they'll be specialists who help people um, not only invest in art, since there are hundreds of people or thousands of people that do that already, but in areas such as whiskey, you know, people are skeptical when they first hear of a life settlement investment or art investment. And then, you know, the the amount of experience in that niche obviously grows over time, the number of providers, and then it becomes taken more and more seriously. And um, a lot of investors, investors we've had on here have emphasized that they like to go into things before they're mainstream. Mm-hmm. because then the returns really get 
watered down. So uh, some of the more interesting ideas are the ones that I think that you're not hearing everywhere. You're not reading in the Wall Street Journal every day, uh, et cetera. So appreciate you bringing that up. What would be your number one uh, piece of advice to other investors that maybe are a decade behind where you are in developing your deal flow and knowing how to navigate different structures? And maybe they're not aware of, of these other types of strategies and alternative investments that are out there, what would be your most valuable piece of advice to share with them? You know, you're going to laugh, but I would have to say, know your tax codes. And this is, I think, a piece that is often overlooked and forgotten. Mm -hmm. And if, because I get a lot of deal flow and I've started a new company, I have just go ventures now. And so in my, my ventures portfolio and what I'm doing um, in the Middle East, I, I'm amazed how people do not come with what tax incentives are available. So really right. know what those tax incentives are, what the tax code are. Uh, going internationally and looking at that, there's incredible structures in place that you can use to really save yourself more than $100,000. So right. I would say in a nutshell, Talk to your CPA. I would say find a person who is an expert as mm -hmm. an accountant and have a sit down conversation. Um, not to put any noses out of joint. Don't use a millennial. Use somebody who is seasoned, who mm -hmm. really knows, knows this back and forth. If he has an international or she has an international overlay, even better. And then I would say to protect your assets as you move through life, not only from a financial point of view, but even from a marital point of view, really, really have in place a good trust in will lawyer. Because, right. oh, I'm Richard, you can't imagine how you've worked an entire lifetime and I have watched it blow up and fall apart when a death occurs in a family. So mm -hmm. as investing now and you know putting deploying your money really take a look at those two sides a real good trust and will attorney but also a real good tax accountant yeah i couldn't agree more we've done i think 67 of these interviews and only two other people of 67 pointed to taxes only one other person talked about trust and estate planning and in my mind the tax the tax planning area is one of the lowest hanging fruits when we work with a new family office client sometimes getting that proactive tax planning in place or like we're looking at structuring a deal right now with some uh, medical clinics, a chain of them and 40% of their costs are equipment and equipment can usually be uh, depreciated on an accelerated schedule that same year. And they haven't been taking advantage of that. Their investors haven't. And that could either save them equity or it could save them hundreds of thousands in taxes being due every year when they're opening a couple of these things per year. Um, that is such a huge thing to be emphasizing here. I appreciate you bringing that up and we'll love to have you on a virtual discussion panel. I know the depth of what you could talk about uh, goes on and uh, you could have a full day workshop on things that you've learned in the space and your background uh, of your family. And uh, we're doing these weekly virtual discussion panels on top of these mandate interviews. So I'd love to see if we could, have you on one of those coming up as well if you're not already booked on one just because this these interviews are so short they don't really get to uh dig in too deep i know sure no i'd be honored 
Great. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time here today, Sheila. And uh, if anyone would like to get in touch with her, just let um, Jennifer or anyone on our team know. And uh, as long as you're a member of the Family Office Club, we'll help you get connected to Sheila to share an interesting opportunity or see if there's a, a co-investment opportunity available, perhaps. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, for your time. You too.